Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, where it may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 427. My name is Eric Nilsson, and with me today I have my real co-host, John White. Today's Wednesday, March 28, 2018. John, how's it going? It's going really well. I'm back from Toronto. I was there for our worldwide kickoff and tech summit. And, uh, I, you know, I always expect when I come back, when, when there's been a gap, that you've uh, printed out all the emails uh, demanding my return. And, and I always, you know, jokingly say, oh, you don't need to do that. But this time you didn't do it. This, so, this, uh, this, I, this time we're just going to take a photo of you and make one of those big cardboard cutouts and put it right here so yeah. we have you all the time. Oh, my goodness. We were beginning to wonder. We were like, are we ever going to get a true Bay Area report? We have Elsa Mayer driving around outside looking at the Bay to get the report. Oh, my so, goodness. You know, yeah. We know. So, you know, uh, and Elsa has been holding down the fort. I really appreciate it. The color of the bay report today, the color of the bay is nobody noticed because it's sunny outside. We're all looking up. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> That's right. That's what color of the bay it is. It is a beautiful day. We oh finally got through our winter and rainy season. On the show today, we're going to be talking VMC on AWS, the latest announcements. Uh, we are lucky to have uh, Ivan... Uh, and I don't know how to say his last name. I will. Uh, Ivan's in the studio with us today. He's the director of marketing. Ivan, how do you say your last it's name? It's Oprinchuk. And Oprinchuk. everybody gets it. Everybody's yeah. get it wrong. So I, I refuse it. to do last names now. I'm a first name guy. So Ivan, thanks for coming over, being in the show, in the studio. For the guys that are watching us uh, on Facebook, Facebook Live. Live, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Ivan's in the studio with us. We're excited about that. So you can always watch us on uh, Facebook Live. Um, before we get to Ivan and talk about the cloud announcements, which should be a lot of fun, uh, we thought we would just drift into a little bit of news. Uh, today, some, some neat stuff. We announced uh, an acquisition, E8. Uh, it's a, basically an a app security type company that's going to be mobile computing app space, um, pretty, pretty much predictive security um, to enable people to deploy apps securely. So uh, excited about that. We're continuing to grow uh, don't know if that's going to be a cloud service or not, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if some of that stuff ends up in the cloud because of the, the cloud desktop stuff that we're doing and all that. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a very cloudy world, even though it's sunny today. Right? I, I should clarify, it absolutely wouldn't surprise me. It's not that it's absolutely going to end up there. Yeah, that's right. Right. So uh, another another acquisition, it, it's, it's kind of fun to watch us. And some of these things are like native AWS apps, right? So yeah, yeah. We, we are starting to end up being a, a AWS app d- delivery company, right? Like we're, we're, I feel like we're selling books on uh, Amazon now, right? We're like selling software on Amazon <laughs> where we have, you know, applications we're uh, buying. I don't think we've, we've written a couple native apps that we're selling on AWS that where the in, VMware engineered it, but a lot of this stuff is through acquisitions. So here's another one again today. Well, it, it doesn't surprise me, right? You know, cloud native, it's the, uh, it's what all the cool kids are doing. Yeah, it is. It is. Other things in the news. Uh, hey, to, to, to not forget about our partner training event that's going on, we have an Empower training event. So remember PEX at VMworlds where we, we shut down PEX, but we still have partner training going on. There's an event. If you've missed it, you can still register. It's going to be April 16th in Georgia. So you want to get a trip down to Georgia. It's a beautiful, beautiful state. Uh, you can go there. It, um is April 16th. Registration is open. You can go to www.vmware.com slash content slash microsite slash empower slash home.html or you can just Google it. Empower VMware. It's training. So if you're a partner, you're listening to this and you're wondering where PEX is and you've missed this, 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 this messaging, it's going on. And you can uh, go register and, and be part of that. That's April 16th. 
Dell Technology World registration is open. I hear they have over 12,000 people going to be at the event, practitioners, and then you know more, wow. more people as well, so it's going to be pretty big. This is the EMC Dell World rebranded to be Dell Technologies, and we've been invited to be a you know a full participant in that. I think Pat Gelsinger is the keynote is a keynote there. Oh wow! And, uh, really uh, we've got uh, social media people. Uh, Tommy Berry's going to the event. We're going to be covering it, and we have a lot of stuff that we're doing. It's not just a rebranded EMC Dell World. It's actually Dell Technologies with RSA, VMware, uh, Pivotal, Pivotal, and 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 everybody else there. Um, our partners and and Michael Dell and the whole crew being kind of like Dell Dell Technologies, right? True true company. So um, if you want to go to that, we're going to be there. It's going to be in Vegas. You can register, and if you register by March 30th, you could win a free free VMworld pass. So ooh, really? Spin back to Vegas three months later and join us again. Nice. Uh, but I, I, you know, cool place. Go there. Um, VMworld registration is not open yet, but you can go sign up to be notified when it is right, uh, open. So be aware of that. And I think that's my summary of the news, John. I don't know if you got anything else yeah, you want to talk couple, about. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, we don't want to forget about the uh, V Forum. That's on April 18th, and uh, that's a virtual event. So if you don't have the travel budget um, or can't justify the travel budget to go to VMworld, it, it's always useful to go to vForum um, you know a lot of the same, similar types of sessions yep. definitely a lot of an overlap in speakers and you can uh, get some of the same content we, and also like one of the things we missed market wise is I think Pivotal had a, her IPO announced is something that I heard I did not know we spun off Pivotal for the, for an IPO huh, that makes sense I yeah can see that happening there's a lot of stuff at Dell going on right to uh, Right. To, to make Dell Technologies, you know, a set of companies, right, that, that they're running together with. So that's cool. Yep. I missed that. Um, all right. Anything else in the news before we get to our main main topic? What's that for me? Anybody on the chat? Yeah. I haven't been watching the chat too closely. Um, yeah. Nope. Everybody's there, but, uh, well, we didn't, we didn't social it out today, so we don't have a huge number of people in chat today, but it's, it's there. All right, so we get back to uh, Ivan. Ivan, uh, Director of Product Marketing, Cloud Platform BU. Thanks for being on the show. I think this is your first time here on a yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's great. It's great to have you. Um, you know, cloud has been making the news. We've, we've been all talking about the cloud, uh, everything VMC on AWS, and everybody. There was a giant thread on, you know, is VMware pivoting too much to the cloud versus the data center? <laughs> you know, there's stuff on Reddit. There's, there's been a whole bunch of stuff. The whole ecosystem in our community ecosystem is, is dealing with this in different ways. Right? Buzzing, uh, buzzing. So it's good to have you on. We can chat about all, all of that. But before we talk about cloud, let's talk about you because we are a community podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get you know, where you are today? Um, so before you get to VMworld, uh, VMware, uh, who are you? How have you worked in the industry? Tell us a little bit about sure, yourself. Sure. So, uh, you know, uh, long story short, start off at engineering. Uh, my undergrad and graduate school at Cornell, uh, very much computer science, and got out of school and spent uh, about eight years in the industry working for uh, different startups, for different startups uh, as a software engineer. So I uh, spent time developing code, writing software, developing applications, and so forth. And you know, throughout that experience, uh, you know, three out of those four startups didn't go very far, and I learned that wasn't about building a good product. It was a lot of it had to do with you know, business marketing and. Uh, those things, that's part of my interest in kind of looking at the business side of things. So I ended up going to 
uh, back to the East Coast, um, Philadelphia, for a couple of years to get my MBA at the uh, University of Pennsylvania at Mountain School. Yeah. Um, okay. And came out here back to back to the West Coast, um, worked at Cisco for seven years. I'm not. Um, what do they do? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a small network. That's so you had such a good thing going until you, until you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mistake. Um, we joke. We joke. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Cisco spent five years doing product management, um, working on UCS Palm Blade Service, UCS E Series specifically, and then spent the last couple of years in product management working on what's the uh, today the cloud uh, services that are the CSR that they have. Um, also spent a couple of years there in their um, M&A team, uh, working on looking at storage, storage acquisition, so far working for a data center. Um, after that, I decided that yeah, M&A wasn't exactly the thing that I wanted to do, so went to a security company called FireEye, uh, where I got into product marketing, worked there for, for uh, about three years, you know, working on hardware products, working on software products, as well as cloud services, um, introduced a number of their cloud um, Cloud offerings, right? And that led me to VMware. I've been here for about a year, and my entire effort has been dedicated working on VMware Cloud on AWS. Nice, Very nice, cool. nice. Cornell. Let's say uh, you know, like the campus. It doesn't have a campus like landlocked, but you take a subway to the other campus. Uh, it's a nice place. It's a, it's a, it's a good university. So yeah, yeah that, and, that's the New York campus. So the one upstate New York, it's on a farm. Oh, <laughs> oh nice, oh, a large okay. farm, but it's kind of yeah. yeah. You, you and Pat Gelsinger can talk about you know <laughs> cow raising or whatever. Right, right. He does. <laughs> so I'm up at that up at that university campus. Um, so it sounds good. So you've been introduced to cloud products before you came to VMware, which is good because that helps us you know figure out what we're going to do when you when you get over here. But, um, okay, so now you've, you're 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 at VMware and you've been working in the the cloud business unit on uh, on our cloud offerings. Um, and uh, we just had a big announcement maybe two months ago. And I, I say big in that you know we're going to be having these announcements regularly because the cloud model is to constantly be iterating on new functionality and services. Right. So. That's that's right. And um, just so I, I'll speak from the VMware Cloud list perspective. Uh, it's been six months since we announced, a little bit over six months since we announced the service, and within that six-month period, we actually had three major releases of capabilities and, you know, three associated launches. So the one that you're, you're mentioning, it happened about a month ago, that was the third one. We did one back in November that we uh, introduced and announced at AWS Rain event, and then, of course, we did our first initial launch at VMworld. Now, that's the VMware Cloud AWS piece, but the other uh, VMware Cloud services are also doing the same thing. So as part of these launch announcements, you see a multitude of these uh, services being, being announced and, and new capabilities for them being announced. So, so when things get announced, and you know, this, we'll kind of go at this backwards for a little bit, but when things get announced, do you actually talk to your existing customers and let them know that this is coming before we do an announcement? Uh, is there two parallels, one for people that are marketing new customers, versus the existing customers that are kind of on the platform using services? Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting problem that we have. So typically what we've done so far, we delivered the capability of, of the service a few weeks prior to the announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, ideally, not ideal world, the, the day the capabilities come in is the day we announce it, but then the announcement often needs to be kind of synchronized with other things going on, earnings calls and so forth. And so sometimes the dates don't align, which was the case the last couple of times. And so what have we done there is we... Um, make the capabilities available to the customers and um, essentially you know, ask them not to talk about it mm-hmm. publicly so that we can actually make a big splash when it comes, comes out. But as we kind of go forward and uh, you know, the degree and the level of these announcements might not be as high, we're kind of going to go to more, more quieter kind of announcements where the announcement is done that the capabilities become available. Right, right. 
That makes yeah. sense. That, that makes sense. So um, getting to the announcement, then uh, there was actually a whole site on it, cloud.vmware.com slash cloud briefing that uh, had some, had, you know, video that I'm looking at right now that's like the video of the announcement itself, but it also has a nice microsite that talks about all the things that are going on. First question there during this announcement, it looks like you guys, Ray Farrell, whatever there, it looks like they're in the UK or they're in, in Europe. Is, is that, do you know where they recorded this announcement? I, that's just a question. Yeah, so it, it was, there's a number of different participants in that announcement. Um, ours was done actually here in Palo Alto. Um, Andy Jassy, the AWS CEO, did his in Seattle. And then uh, some of the, the sales um, uh, folks that were on that video did it there in London, actually. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was, a, it was not necessarily real-time. It was a real-time announcement that we announced it at one time, right, and then had people come and live-streamed it at that time. But it was actually a, it was actually a recording of different people. Different yeah, it was, it, was, right. it was a pre-recorded yeah. a couple of days before. Yeah, we always, try to, we always try to make that aware, people aware that we do these launches, but they're not necessarily live-live. Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We try to make it as close as we can to the right. actual day, so make sure it's right. uh, super accurate. But just for um, like practical purposes, it's just easier, but it's pretty cool. Well, i got to say, that series of videos was the best I've ever seen VMware produce. They were so whoever right. is in charge of you know vetting yeah. that stuff and making that stuff come together, if you haven't gone and watched that stuff, that's some of the nicest work I've ever seen VMware do with regard to announcements. Usually yeah. they're not very good. Yeah, right. yeah, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just what on they're talking about and the quality of it and the, the way the messaging is coming across. You're like, what are they talking about? And now this was really, really, really nicely done. Yeah, yeah, and it included like a really nice demo towards the end. We got a lot of positive feedback around now. Right, yeah. right. So, all right, yeah, we got to get to what did we actually announce? Uh, so there's a number of things that we maybe announced. And essentially, as I mentioned before, cloud services, we're doing a lot of a very quick iteration on interesting capabilities. So um, for VMware Cloud AWS, uh, there's a number of significant uh, capabilities that got introduced, uh, as well as some of the other cloud services announced uh, and, and new improvements and, and new capabilities. So specifically talking about VMware Cloud AWS, uh, one of the key things that we announced is the availability of the service in Europe. Uh, so it's available in the AWS uh, UK uh, region now uh, mm. for our European customers to so take advantage of it. Hence the people in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. That, that's the context. There. Yep, it's the uh, London data center. Uh, there's a number of other things that we introduced in there. For example, we announced um, that all of our partner, uh, all of our partner channel partners are now able to sell and get incentivized and compensated on the service good get certified on, on, on selling the service and providing solutions to their customers. So that was a big part of the announcement. In terms of the capabilities for VMware Cloud on AWS specifically, we're focusing on enabling our customers to run their enterprise applications at scale. And you know, specifically, we focused on business critical applications with our announcement of the ability to stretch uh, clusters across different availability zones within a VM, within an AWS region. We also focused on uh, capabilities for data-intensive applications with uh, the duplication and, and compression features that we announced, um, as well as uh, in preview mode, the availability of Horizon uh, to be able to run on VMware Cloud really? desktops. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's exciting. And, and I, you just glided right past it, but availability to stretch clusters across availability zones, that's something that we didn't have before. So you would have your entire cluster in a single availability zone, um, and maybe you would set up something in a different uh, availability zone, but it was like cross vCenter at that point. But now you're saying 
you could have a single cluster that is in multiple availability zones. That, that's right. So, um, you know, we provide, when it comes to failure tolerance, that's usually kind of taken care of at different domains. And mm-hmm. so with this specific one, and I can talk about some of the other domains in, in a minute here, but what this feature specifically did, uh, AWS has a number of regions, and within each region, they have a number of availability zones. So usually right. three, or it goes up to five. And so what this feature allows uh, our customers to do is protect their business critical, their mission critical workloads against any type of availability zone downtime or any zone failure by essentially configuring their SDDC to stretch their clusters from one availability zone to the other. So if one availability zone goes down with zero RPO, uh, that workload, the workloads that are running in that availability zone automatically get restarted in another availability zone. So it's like having a few hosts in uh, availability zone one and a few hosts in availability zone two. Having, is it a single uh, vCenter cluster with it, HA restarting? It is a single vCenter cluster. Basically, the way it works at a lower level using vSAN, uh, mm-hmm. synchronous replication at a, at a block level to essentially replicate the workloads to the availability zone. And when one of them fails, it gets notified. It gets registered as an HA event. And so then it uses the uh, vSphere HA mechanism to start the other workloads. That's very Zero cool. RPO. That, that's really exciting. And I think that's something that, uh, that makes uh, customers a little bit more... Uh, uh, comfortable with running workloads in uh, VMware Cloud on AWS. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we're kind of focusing on ensuring that uh, VMware Cloud AWS can, is an ideal platform to run enterprise-grade applications. Uh, availability zone protection or protection against availability zone failure is one example. But as I mentioned, there's other failure domains. So, for example, if customers' VM fail, uh, fails, they can use the traditional HA mechanism. If the host fails or the entire physical host fails, we have automatic remediation of the host as part of the uh, as part of service. If the entire region goes down, say hurricane coming to uh, East Coast, and uh, they want to make sure that workloads are running on best code, as an example, customers can use our uh, disaster recovery as a service, our uh, site recovery uh, service, to basically transition those workloads into another region in case of a, in case of so that's like that. that's yet another announcement, right? Uh, that was, or was that the second uh, milestone? Yeah, we announced it in a second milestone. Um, this is just more of saying that it's working across the regions as well. Got it, got it. So if I want to go uh, west coast to east coast uh, as, as a backup or um, east coast to London. That's right, that's right. right. Yeah, I think the, the, the London to east coast or east coast to west coast are going to be good examples. Got nice. it. Bye. Um, I, I, from my perspective, um, this is now, we've been out for half a year, whatever. You're, you're starting to engage with customers. Um, are you seeing a lot of the enterprise customers start looking at as, as this is kind of an augmentation strategy? What percentage is augmentation versus what percentage is like greenfield? We want to do this new project and we're just going to go do it over here on AWS with that stuff. Yeah, so let me kind of just start off at like a high level, kind of give you yeah. where sure. the customer, uh, sort of where they fall, and then you can talk about like specific numbers. So generally we see, um, I would say, three categories of, of customers. So there's customers that made you know, heavy investment in their on-premises infrastructure, whether that's you know the software, the hardware, the people, the processes, and so forth. And they're not necessarily looking um, the cloud as something that's going to replace it. They're looking as a cloud something that's going to augment that their uh, on-premises data center strategy through specific use cases. Disaster recovery is a good example of that. On-demand capacity, you know, I'm a shopping season, tax season, 
Uh, one of my favorite examples, we have a, a government customer that issues fishing and hunting licenses. Currently, that happens only a short period of, of time. Right. And they right. get hit with it, like unusually high yeah. demand. They need an yeah. on-demand right. infrastructure. You know, they're they're yeah. one of our customers. Right. I had a university that I dealt with, and they, during um, registration season, you know, I'm sure it's the same thing yep. as new license season. It's, you know, for three weeks, we need to triple our infrastructure. And then we certainly don't want to buy triple the infrastructure yeah. and own it year-round. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that that's kind of falls into that category of customers. Right. Right. Other things like regional capacity. You know, they're expanding into a new region, or they're doing M and A. They don't want to stand up a new data center. Having something in um, AWS, which is you know, available geographically, yeah, yeah, is kind of, a, kind of yeah. a use case, good use case for that. Um, then the other other use cases around you know, a new project and kind of a longer term. I don't necessarily want to go and buy additional capacity. It might take too much time just kind of extending that footprint of the on-premises data center to be able to satisfy those, those project needs is, is another kind of a use case that we see in there. So that, that's that category of customers. The other category of customers that we see is customers that are looking at cloud migration. And they also come in a spectrum. There's customers that are looking at migrating specific application, whether it's their HR application or whether it's like, you know, like Oracle Rack, I, I, I want to move to the cloud. Uh, it's one side of the spectrum, then customers are kind of looking at a group of applications, let's say my tier two, tier three applications, I'm going to move the cloud, elevate it to the other side of the spectrum where I want to move my entire data center. My lease is expiring. I need to do something about it. Why don't I just take my whole data center and have uh, VMware manage that, that for me, manage that infrastructure for me. Just to summarize two spectrums, or two classes, the I want to use this as part of my data center solution and I'm just augmenting Augmenting, services and choosing where I use particular features of AWS to, to, to augment my current IT infrastructure. Then there's the second whole category of I want to move to cloud. That's I'm right. That's just, right. I'm, I'm figuring out how to get there. And there's a spectrum around how, where, you know, medium light or whole hog. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. So we call the first category we call data center extension. Uh, the other one we call cloud migration kind of um, customers. Uh, there's also a third category of customers that we have. It's customers that are looking at next generation applications, and right. specifically, right. you know. Um, the first two categories, a lot of the motivation for doing it comes from the infrastructure and operations teams. But there's also a number of customers have you know, big development shops. They have a lot of software developers and so forth. And these software developers want to take advantage of some of the innovative services that AWS is putting up, whether it's something like Lambda for serverless computing, whether it's IoT, um, whether it's um, machine learning, and some of the AI stuff that they have out there. And so these developers are then coming to the infrastructure teams and basically asking them, for access uh, into, into those services. And VMware Cloud is kind of an ideal environment in there because the infrastructure team, the operation team, know how to run yeah, they know how to run it. Thing, yeah, but they then get they that. get access to the, the precisely, green precisely. grass kind of in, in AWS. Hey, exactly, exactly. So it's that consistency of operation, consistency of right. infrastructure, and then developers exactly have access to those services. Also, there's, I mean, I can imagine there's pretty significant charges when you're using AWS with exfiltrating data. So if you can get your data close to AWS, do the back and forth between VMware Cloud and AWS and the AWS services and only exfiltrate like the the fully digested Correct. reported data as opposed to the whole thing. That's right. That's right. So yeah, yeah, that's a really good point there. Um, because VMware Cloud AWS is sitting next to the AWS services and with our, uh, with our offering, Anything that goes, any any usage of those AWS services, the data doesn't get charged between our environment and an uh, AWS environment. And so they, they can take the data raw, do the analysis on it, and then just send back the results. And the results is going to be a fraction of, of what the entire data set was. Right, so, yeah. right. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we'll take a break for a second. I have a couple of questions in chat, so I thought I would just uh, run through them, and they're not in context here, so you'll have to go back a bit. Right. One, of the, one of the questions was, uh, originally we talked about services and service announcements and marketing, mm-hmm. so who, who knows what. Somebody was asking, uh, do we version the services? Do we put a number on those services? Or is it kind of like every other sort of SaaS service I use where one day I log in and all of a sudden it's something else? So, so yeah, so there's uh, governor, two, two answers to that. One is actually at the software level. Uh, the, each time we roll out the service, there is a, a version number uh, associated with the version. Or someone can go into the UI and see what the version of, the, of that software is, and that's needed for a variety of, variety of reasons. But in terms of just making announcements, uh, you know, we don't emphasize the version number. That's more of a kind of a, a technical engineering thing that that's needed for whether that's you know a third party coming in and doing a, you know adding a, a solution on top of it, and they want to you know make sure that it's been sort of appropriately tested. But in terms of the announcement, we're just basically it's kind of like another other SaaS service. On you know, March 2018, we announced this. In November 2017, we announced this. So we kind of go more by the date. Is there uh, something that customers need to do to be concerned about with interoperability with their on-prem data center infrastructure versions. So this is uh, um, not not really. So let me kind of let me explain this a little bit. So this is the cool thing about VMware Cloud AWS. The code base that we have is the same code base that we have for vSphere on-premises, right? And periodically mm-hmm. we we sync up the code bases so that any features that got introduced into VMC then make their way into into vSphere and, and vice versa. So it's basically kind of a parallel development, and, and a lot of this is shared. And there's a lot of a lot of um, side benefits to that for customers, and specifically things that work on vSphere now just work on on, on VMC. Um, now, in terms of there's set of specific features that we have that connect the VMware Cloud AWS environment back to on-premises. Uh, one kind of the, the well-known example is what we call the hybrid link mode, which is essentially the vCenter that's used to manage VMware Cloud AWS is able to connect to the vCenter that's running on-premises and basically present both environments as a single pane of glass mm-hmm. for our you know, users and administrators to operate on. Right? That requires a specific feature called hybrid link mode, and that feature is supported from vSphere 6.0. Right? So if someone oh, wants two to... Versions uh, yeah, it's two, it's two versions back. Yeah, it's two versions back. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone wants to use that feature um, to migrate workloads, use uh, vMotion or something like that, those are the... That, Maybe they need to have that feature alignment there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that said, if someone has an older version on premises, you know, there's nothing required on premises to use VMware Cloud AWS. They can just go sign up for the service and use it as is, and kind of you know manually import uh, and cold migrate uh, their workloads there if they mm-hmm. want to do, if they want to do it that way. Uh, so there's specific features that kind of rely on a, on a specific version um, on premises. So I. It- your last point that you just made, as long as a customer is comfortable having two segregated environments, then then they could go back even older than two versions. Yeah, that would. I mean, we would like to. I mean, the way we kind of look at it is so if there's a minimum required version of vSphere on premises in order to take advantage of some of the features like hybrid link mode. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to take advantage of those features, you know, they can be an older version, so it's it's not a required. Ideally, we would like them to experience the value of these features. So ideally, we would like them to upgrade to uh, ideally 6.5 is, is um, uh, the, the feature that we, we prefer. Right. Um, now, that's just on the, on the vSphere side. The other thing I would mention here is the VMware Cloud AWS service includes vSAN, includes NSX. Right? Customers aren't required to have those on-premises, but if they do, the more of the VMware Cloud AWS 
stack that they have on-premises, the entire SDDC stack, ideally, the more they have, the more hybrid their experiences. Sure. So, you know, the ability, for example, uh, to stretch their uh, you know, micro-segments using unisync micro-segmentation into the VMware Cloud AWS is something that's uh, you know, going to be available in this service mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in, a, in your future. Maybe a vSAN to vSAN vSAN to vSAN, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, being able to transfer those vSAN policies. So, so the more they have on-premises, you know, ideally the whole VMware Cloud Foundation stack, mm-hmm. you know, the more hybrid their, their, uh, their experience and environment is. Very cool. Where were the, was the, that was the first that question. Was the fir- that was the first question. The next question is another contact switch, um, but it is, um, would you recommend a customer going VMC on a, who's going VMC on AWS use NSXT instead of NSXV? Um, so this is um, a little bit of a roadmap item. Um, we are actually going to make NSXT uh, available in this service. Um, mm-hmm. In a, in a near future here. So. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, so, so the so customer we can't talk won't. too much about it. I can't give you the exact timeline, but uh, yeah. it is yeah. it is on a roadmap. Something that we're thinking about. So uh, you, yeah. basically, the customers won't have to make a choice. Yeah, they won't have to make a choice. That's right, as whatever they happen to be using on prem, theoretically, will be available in VMware yeah. Cloud and AWS. Yeah. That that's that's the idea. And actually, speaking of roadmap, uh, one of the other cool things that we've done, we actually published a roadmap uh, on our website. Like first time VMware has actually done Whoa. it, so you can go to you can go to our website um, and take a look at the roadmap. It doesn't have the exact dates when things are going to be delivered, but it gives you an idea of what we are working on. Got it. So nice. if it's, we go to cloud.vmware.com, there's yep. a, there's a yeah, cloud.vmware.com/vmc-aws/roadmap. Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah, That's the go. first time I've ever heard of us doing that. Yeah. And no, there's a couple hundred uh, features on there that are that are listed. Yeah. It's a combination of features available and you know features that are in preview, features that are yeah, but this gets back to the way you know cloud is just That's different, right. Right? right? Like all of a sudden we're doing releases once a quarter. It's out there, so you want to kind of give people visibility of what's coming so that they can okay. plan because it's going to show up. Yeah, and, That's right. And uh, it does it does change the way we're digesting this stuff too. Like how many admins are shifting their role now to be more of a consumption of services that are already pre-configured. Then you have some amount of configuration that goes on to cross-connect your cloud environment to your own environment. But the, the, the level of work you're doing is, is going to shift here as, as we go forward. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question, and maybe uh, you can deflect if it's, not, if it's outside of your domain of expertise. But one of the things that I've noticed is that you know, now these features are coming out once a quarter. I mean, I'm wondering whether that's affecting how the core vSphere hypervisor is being developed and whether that's something. I mean, we used to do like a major release every other year and then a point release, you know, every other year, and then it's stretched a little bit to uh, point releases. Now, you know, is that changing? Like the the hypervisor, you know, development has, I assume, shifted. So, um, you know, I, I will start off with saying that I am not um, exactly, you know, completely um, you know, familiar in terms of how the things are working. But let me let me kind of t- at a high level give you a couple of things. So. When we were starting to work on VMware Cloud AWS, and as I said, it's the same code base that, that vSphere has, um, we had to transform the entire engineering model to be more agile, you know, to be you know, not you go, go away from that traditional waterfall thing where things right. do take 18 months to get, you know, get to major features. And so, you know, part of the development team was um, transformed to be to be more agile. And as we're developing these features for VMware Cloud AWS, as I said, they're over time merging into into vSphere and, and, and vice versa. Now, um, 
you know, some of the, the principles, some of the practices that we do around in, in delivering the Inverclana uh, are sort of um, just osmosis alone of sure. uh, you know, going into the, the, the vSphere team. In terms of how it's going to translate and, uh, tra- and you know, uh, make changes in terms of the development timeline, as far as I know, we're still very much the, the traditional model there. But right. you will probably see some, some impact over time. Yeah, I guess now that I think about it, we still install traditional vSphere on places that we can't do an update. Right. Like if it's in, installed on a yeah. ship or something that needs to be dry docked in order to do a, a vSphere update, that's a we need a different level of stability than something that could be updated once a quarter or, oops, you know, we'll do something next week or tomorrow to push an update. That's correct. And then, you know, the other thing is because um, what we're doing with VMware uh, Connect it's a service, and we are actually responsible for, you know, the update of the service for all the patching that goes on. There is a good degree of control that we have, right? And then uh, that's a big difference from vSphere alone, where we're just providing the software, and it's up to the customer to install in an environment. And there is a variety of environments there, right? What we have here is VMware Connect is a very homogeneous environment. We know mm-hmm. exactly what servers and we have make cards and all that stuff. Um, whereas, you know, if you look at vSphere, that is a very, very volume in the right. entire world. And right. we need to make sure that all of it is supported as we kind of go between the different versions. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears a little bit here and, and talk about, we have the, we're going back to where we were before we, we went to chat, which is we have these uh, three major customer categories, right, that are, that are, that are happening. Um, do, do you see any one of the three? We have the, the developer mm-hmm. who, wanting... We have the let's go wholesale to new cloud, and then we have the augmented data center. Where are you guys seeing um, tr- some traction, right? Like where are the, 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 the first innovators showing up in the service? And then um, at the, I, I'm curious what executives, you know, some of the C-level people that are having conversations, because we're down in the, you know, VMTN chat rooms talking about, you know, kind of like, ah, oh, Oh, this is we're pivoting too much, right? We're we're talking too much about cloud. We should be talking about HTML5 and all the things that aren't in the client, right? And we should be focused back on vSphere and that kind of stuff. And so there's this dialogue that's going on, and it's I I like to maybe talk a little bit about what's the C level dialogue when it comes to cloud in general. Mm-hmm. Is it most of you know big companies are saying, hey, we want to at least be sitting here where we have augmented. Where are you seeing these three categories in the different conversations? Right, right. So, so there's a, I guess a couple of questions you asked. Right. Sir. One is around, um, uh, you know, where, where do we kind of see the interest and where the C-level conversations are? Um, one question was around um, uh, the... Um, focus of the company. Fo- yeah, focus of the company. So, so let me kind of talk about a little bit in terms of the interest we receive from the customers. Right. Um, right. We just recently done a survey of all of our prospective customers that are going through the proof of concept in terms of where they see uh, the, the different use cases that we mentioned before, the different categories. And I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but roughly from what I remember, about half of them were in that cloud migration category. Uh, the other, um, about 35% were more that data center extension. And then we had about 15% um, in the in the in the final category. So that's what we're seeing. So, so today. Hit, hit me with those numbers again. So about half of them are cloud migration. Complete migration into so, various uh, phases or yeah, some it's, percentage. It's, it's, yeah, right, some percentage, right. like you know, specific application yeah. or, right, or, right. or so or forth. So, so, so half of our customers there, or well, half of them that are in the cloud as your as your customers. Right, um, yeah. right, right. right. Okay. And so then you know, 35% were around okay. the data center extension, right. and the 15%. Right. 
or actually the question was slightly different. We asked them how many wanted to do disaster recoveries. Fifteen percent of them were on a disaster recovery, um, uh, kind of a use case around the service. Okay. Right. Um, so that's roughly speaking. The other thing I would put in here, uh, you know, as we see customers getting onto the service, it's relatively early, early on. You know, it's been around sure. in the market in, in uh, for six months. So first, they're kind of going after the low risk, um, kind of a, a use case and, and, right. and usage. And then longer term, they're looking into, well, what can I, you know, where am I going to be two, three years from now? And so the use case sort of changes a little bit over time. And they kind of start over to kind of a lower risk, let me just move on, you know, tier two, tier three application, and then sure. I'll worry about the, the business critical one or, or moving my entire data center uh, type of a conversation. So, right. so a lot of it is related to, to the mature data center. Similar to the vSphere pattern uh, from seven years ago. Right, 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 right. Uh, the, the Actually, so the other questions, before I get to the very, um, you know, where we see this conversation with executives is, um, let me actually highlight something on the, the vSphere uh, comment. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not that um, VMware is uh, yeah. focusing more on VMC. In fact, majority of our investment still goes into vSphere development. Now, yeah. because yeah. it's kind of a side benefit of uh, this being a cloud service, because it's iterating so fast, it's in the news cycle more frequently. Mm -hmm. So it might kind of create an appearance that, hey, this is like yeah. VMware's yeah. totally right. shifting. Right. But yeah. you know, we're not really shifting; just some marketing yeah, conversation. Yeah, if, yeah we're shift. talking about R and D investment. That's what's right. sort of important to us. Like vSphere is still bulk of it, and so are the other services, NSX, vSAN, we realize, and you know, mm -hmm. the, the endpoint stuff. So um, this is just a side product of the fact that it's a, it's a cloud service, and it's just in the news more frequently. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that's what uh, I've also heard survey data that says ninety percent of our customers are considering cloud. Not 90% are overdoing cloud, but 90% are considering cloud and intend over the next multiple years to get there. Then if you apply your percentage to that, my, to those people, right, um, it's pretty big that there's going to be a large segment that's going to be running cloud, right? And then yeah. uh, a smaller segment that's going to be augmenting current cloud, and then, you know, we'll probably get into the yeah. app, app space. And I think app space will grow, that, that, that shift. Yeah, that segment will grow. Yeah, I think that's kind of a, a good summary. The way, the way I look at it is um, pretty much all the customers I talk to, they're thinking about cloud. Cloud is part of their IT strategy in some way, shape, or form. Uh, what, the, what the differences that I see across customers is where they are in their journey to get to that cloud, to get uh, to that strategy. Yeah. Some of them right. are very early. They're just sort of thinking about what they're going to do with it. Uh, some of it are... You know the planning phase, some of them are migrating phase, some of them are there. We actually have customers now coming back on premises. So you know, it's yeah, it's, you're you're going to have that. That's the idea, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I look at some of the stuff that I have running on a, a AWS now, and I'm like, okay, I got it there because I had to get it there, right? Mm -hmm. I, it was it's easy to turn on AWS and Fast. get servers up and running, and we had stuff up and running in three weeks, right? Mm -hmm. But now I look at you know the bill. I look at you yeah. know where I want the data to sit and how I want it. You know who's supporting it and yeah. who's going to call me at Sunday morning at four in the morning when it's not working, uh, and so then I start looking at where I'm going to migrate some of that. Some of the stuff I'm still spinning up new stuff, but then I'm migrating current workloads back over. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah. makes sense. Uh, and I think that's that's part of this conversation that's going on on Reddit and these other places is that hey, you know, it's coming. It's I know you want you're running your vSphere. You're really you love us and you loved working with us and you're an IT practitioner. You're a V expert, but this is this is this is coming. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and yep. you're gonna. A lot of people are doing that. I think I saw a survey that said maybe 40% of the experts now are doing some kind of AWS cert training, right? So you know, our our IT practitioners are also shifting. Yeah, so, that's not yeah. surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. 
So, um, you know, we got about eight minutes left of the podcast. We got a little bit of late start, but uh, no worries. Uh, it's been fun so far. What do you what's what's exciting you about where this is going? I know I I went to the leadership conference um, where Pat got up and did a pitch, and he's got a standard pitch he does right, but he kind of showed some of the you know where he thinks VMware is going right, and in in cloud and services are available. Obviously, I can't talk about anything I've seen there, but it's kind of like I looked at it and went, wow, there's it's not just run one service there. We're talking about running a lot of stuff over there. That's right. right? Yeah. Um, and then if you look at the acquisitions too, and what we're acquiring, right? This is you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting shift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, the service I get to work on is is one of the many things that VMware has to offer. And I think the general strategy around providing our customers um, access to multiple clouds, it's the right application for the right cloud uh, kind of strategy, and having you know. Letting our customers to have options when it comes to cloud is, is the right thing to do. Right. You know, ultimately, our kind of value propositions are is around providing consistent operation from on-premises to cloud. Uh, it could be AWS, could be Azure, could be could be other clouds, and also providing consistent infrastructure. So, the consistent infrastructure and operation is the kind of key theme for uh, the VMware Cloud AWS. But some of the other uh, products that actually were part of that uh, cloud uh, cloud briefing announcement that we had a few weeks ago, whether it's uh, Cost Insight, Log Intelligence, Wavefront, uh, Hybrid Cloud Extension. Um, those are important services that not only work in uh, AWS or with AWS, kind of at the consistency of operation level. They actually work across other clouds. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a very uh, important thing and very important differentiation. Yeah. That we want to and then when you when you consider it, uh, we're talking thought leadership here now. This is the less about what we're doing, but it's like. If you have NSXT or you have NSXV and you get a completely secure network environment where you've got it between AWS, Azure, Google, and you you basically got a secure channel to these clouds, now you can start managing services, consumption of services. You like an API over Google better. You can build your apps over there. You right. can move these back and forth. Your apps have connectivity to all the APIs you're consuming. And you actually have a multi true multi you know, multi-cloud strategy that can use the best price services, right? Mm. Not, only, not only the best APIs, right? Yep. But the best prices on those APIs. Uh, and, you know, that changes how everything is built. That, right? That's precisely it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when, I, when I look at the multi-cloud, which not very many people talk about VMware's multi-cloud strategy yet because it's not really, you know, it, we've made some announcements yep. uh, in, in obviously the IBM cloud, but then also if you look at, our intention of multi-clouding, right, then this whole thing becomes really smart, right? I have my own cloud environment on-prem that I can use, and I can determine how much services I want to build out there versus how much I want over in Azure versus how much I want over in AWS and so forth. That's right, that. And then, you know, we also have 4,000 cloud provider partners that are offering you know, public cloud offerings or, or some kind and of... And the same exact infrastructure, yeah. same yep. network connectivity, same secure, yep. so it just becomes... A network of cloud. That's right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, those, yeah. those cloud providers, it's a very interesting story because they have some specialized services for specialized industries. So, you know, whether it's, you know, payment card or healthcare or, or some things, things that it's maybe a little bit more difficult for us to, to release right away. That, that's right. So I, I think for us, at least when it comes to providing infrastructure as a service, which is what, you know, probably is, is all about, um, you know, there are like, Sort of specialization, whether it's being in a specific region or you know focusing on a specific industry or offering a specific service, specific practice around you know their cloud offering. That's where we see 
our partners bringing a lot of value uh, to the table. Yeah. And, and then, then I come back and go, yeah, that's, it's a great story. It, it makes a lot of sense. But I can, I can envision a story that would take us 50 years to get to. Right? Just, it's easy to dream things up. It's another sure. thing to actually build them. I predict that this is going to take a while. Right? Like we're going to have your data center. You're going to slowly get into cloud. You're going to have some services in cloud. This is going to be a 20-year journey, not, not a four-year journey. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that gives everybody time to you know, invest in the right training courses if you're a V-expert. Right? You, know, you have your blogs and your branded services that you're doing as an ecosystem uh, per participant. You know, this isn't going to happen overnight, but it is a, a healthy environment that I actually find is pretty interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, neat, neat, neat space. Um, so, uh, read, read any good books lately? What's uh, what's the last word of advice uh, uh, with regard to you know what, what you're spending your time in Silicon Valley? You you live here because you're obviously here, right? So <laughs> you pay the price of being 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 here in Silicon Valley, most expensive place in the U.S. Yeah, Ivan, I, what do you think? <laughs> so, in terms of uh, kind of wisdom and advice, um, you know, I, I don't have any off the top of my head. I, I would I would mention, you know, it's been what I will kind of say, just kind of bring it back and some of the stuff that I, I work on. I, I kind of live and live and breathe cloud these days for, for, yeah. for VMware. And that's what I spend majority of my, of my day on. Um, but it, it, essentially what I see is I see a lot of excitement in the industry around what VMware is doing. Um, I definitely see a lot of excitement from our customers in the level of interest that we see in, uh, whether it's VMware Cloud OS or some of the services, it's just been, I mean, kind of initially we're talking about, you know, my career, you know, and I work startups, I work large companies, work medium, medium-sized companies. Uh, the level of excitement I see in something is, uh, I have not seen that throughout, throughout my career. So definitely this is something that kind of uh, gets me motivated, gets, gets, gets me excited. And, uh, you know, if any, any kind of encouragement I would have is for those that haven't looked at it is to, to see what... Uh, Get involved. Uh, yeah. That's right. yeah, I would say that's a good point where, where you know, Pat always says we, were, we have to be more than a one-trick pony, right? Back when Carl Eschenbach was here and that kind of stuff, they'd be like... We have to figure out that next act, right? And right. eventually, we made some progress on NSX and VSAN. And we're like, yeah, we got it. We got our next act. Our next act is the full SDDC, where we run into storage, we we do networking, and that was our next act. And now, if you really listen to them, they're like, hey, really, you know, we've got a third act going, which is really a real true multi-cloud strategy that you know, enterprises are really excited. And you're experiencing that buzz that we experienced back when we introduced when I worked here. Yeah, you know, I've been here 11 years now. When we did ESX and the whole vSphere, and you could really just modernize your data center, make it all software, yeah. uh, we, were, we were growing at 100% a year. It was really exciting, and you're changing the world. We're seeing that again. And yeah, you're experiencing I, that. I, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. yeah, now it changes all the IT administrators out there and what we've got to learn. There's always new stuff. Hey, right? we didn't get into this job because uh, everything was staying the same, right? No, no. And, and from a from, put my marketing hat on, it's always good to have new stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Did, I should ask, does the uh, product marketing team have a, a Twitter handle that they uh, tweet out on? Uh, yes, we do. It's uh, VMware AWS. Um, and then underscore? I take it back. Cloud Services AWS is the... Uh, cloud Services AWS. Yep. At Cloud Services AWS. Yep. And then I know cloud.vmware.com is the main website, and they have a community we launched uh, that uh, takes the expert cloud community content that exposes it. And I think we're going to run up some other community services there. I think there's some yep. ideation that's going to happen sooner or later here. We're working on some of that stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about. So, uh, But uh, stay tuned with regard to cloud.vmware.com. It's going to be some cool stuff there for community and the experts as well. 
We're on Twitter. You're on Twitter. Are you on Twitter yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I monitor what's going on. I don't. I don't publish a whole lot. You don't have an at <laughs> at no. Ivan. No, 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 uh, not no. yet. Not yet. We're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. All right. Well, we're at the top of the hour. It's one o'clock. Thanks for everybody that came to watch us on uh, uh, live stream. It's always good to see you guys out there. I, I look at the views out there. It's like you know, fifteen hundred views. So thanks to uh, Julia and Katie who are sitting manning the the gear behind the camera making sure this all goes. Uh, Ivan, thanks for walking over and being in the studio. We always like it. And uh, we are going to have uh, more people on next week. So a new show is scheduled. I forget who it is. I should know. Um, But we also have open source people coming on. We've got code stuff happening. I think we're booked all the way out into April. I already are out into May. So new slots open are May. So we'll be here every week. If you want to come in and say hello, please do. We'd love to see you in chat. And uh, we'll be here again Wednesdays, 12 noon Pacific Coast. Talk to you next week. See ya.